Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mountain Sea Blast. It's the holy grail in a can. Or is it? giant monstrous beast looms over you it roars and it seems as though the oozing has stopped out of its missing limb it reaches forward and tries to grab you normally my son i would quote the bible when i took the time to banish you from my presence but unfortunately you've caught me on a particularly perturbed afternoon so be gone with you now and a six and a five is an eleven plus my tough of two is uh thirteen and that does and that does Cast out evil. I may banish an unnatural creature from my presence. I roll plus tough, and on a 10 plus, it is banished. Now, it is important to note that the banished creature is unharmed, and I have no control over where it goes. So, this one, being far more robust than the last target you used it at, is blown backwards by a bolt of holy force as you just... With ultimate faith, concentrate and drive this thing away. It turns and flees through the wall of the building into the city. I run back out into the main part of the compound again, uh, finding the medical facility so I can lay Ebbs down and try to get him in a condition better than mostly dead. Roll to investigate a mystery. Five and a four is a nine, plus my sharp of one is a ten. Hold two. I will do both of those. My first question is, uh, what is being concealed here? It definitely doesn't look like this facility in general is under the control of the Mountain Sea Blast people. Just this one particular building. You're guessing that the fastest way to find first aid supplies would be at the guard station towards the front. All right. Well, then I'm going to take off towards the guard station with Mr. Ebbs. You got it. And hopefully it's still manned. Osmond, what do you got? Uh, I'm hoping that Og is sufficiently pacified from his immediately prior blood frenzy. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a, like, food baby going, and seems a little bit sleepy. Come along, Ark. It is, it is time to retire to our headquarters, our, our fortress, and plan our next avenue. You have done well. You have redeemed yourself on this day, but only slightly. For true redemption is not a destination. It is a road. Come, come. And I attempt to lead him in the direction that Father O'Malley has went and gone himself. Okay. Father O'Malley, you get to the guard station. There are two panicked-looking guards there. 
gentlemen, there was some unknown creature in one of the processing facilities. It mauled my friend here. His foot has been severed. I must say, despite my vast array of knowledge on certain things, medical practices are not necessarily my strength. Would either of you be able to help me at least patch him up until we can get him to a hospital? Roll to manipulate someone. That is a 10 on the dice, plus a 1 is an 11. Uh, Yeah, bring him over here. We'll wrap him up real good. And they start performing various types of first aid. They're wrapping his wounds. They're applying bandages and trying to pour Advil down his throat. And then they scream and pull out their guns and start firing. Gentlemen? They are firing at this large shark monster that is making its way over here next to the metal man. Oh, no, no, no. That is not gentlemen. Please, my sons, that is not the creature that we encountered in your building. In fact, that is the creature that entered the facility with us. Uh, he is not an agitator. He is, uh, was, in fact, one of the few reasons that my friend is even still alive. I know he is frightening, but remember that the Lord teaches us not to judge a book by its cover. Certainly, I understand your apprehensions, but I, I must insist that you lower your firearms, and please, I beseech you to return to helping my friend Trevor before he perishes from this life. I am using the move Soothe, which makes it so that as long as I talk in a calm voice, I can calm them down, blocking any panic, anger, and other negative emotions. And this works even if the thing that freaked them out, in this case, Og, is still present as long as my voice can be heard. Okay, so you begin talking to them and ministrating to them as they try to save Trevor Ebbs' life. While you're tied up with that, Og points at them, points at his teeth, then shakes his head as he rubs his tummy. Yes, that's right. You should not be eating any of the innocent folk who are doing such good things as applying first, uh, what do you say, first first aid? Was that the... Yes, uh, providing ministrations. The Kyrugians are very, very good people who we do not eat. And that's when you hear the sirens. Osmond, it uh, might be in our best interest if you and our fishy friend were not here when whoever it is that shows up, shows up. Do you believe you have the capability to return to the chateau without my or Eb's assistance? Why, yes. Verily, I shall be able to make the way and clear a good path for you and my dear descendant. I hope that his wounds close briefly. I understand. The last thing I will do is this. And I hand... Osmond, my cell phone. I will call you on this as soon as I know where Ebbs and I end up. I'm looking at this small box, very befuddled. This is uh, a mysterious present, but uh, what of the chalice that I entrusted with you when I'm presenting your flaming sword back? Og picks up the cell phone. You should probably take that with you as well, and then I will hand Sir Osmond the chalice. 
I hold on to it tight and begin to lead Og and I suppose myself back to Trevor's lodgings. In but a few minutes more, the fire department shows up, as well as several ambulances and some rescue teams. The police do eventually get there, but not for a little bit longer. Without too much trouble, the police load Trevor Ebbs into the back of an ambulance. Do you wish to ride with him? Yes. And the two of you are hurried away to a hospital. With the ministrations of the doctors and the nurses, Trevor Ebbs, against all odds, survives the night. He is badly injured, and even the medical professionals taking care of him are absolutely astounded at how he survives. They are too astounded to even ask what he was doing on the scene of this accident. It takes a few days, but Ebbs is given the clear to go home, and Father O'Malley brings him back to the mansion, where the infirmary he has set up will do wonders towards helping him regain his health. His leg, however, might not be so easy to heal. With that, we have finished the mystery. It is time to go over the end of mystery checklist. That was a nail biter. (laughs) I bit the dust. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So end of session experience. Did we conclude our current mystery? Yep. A resounding yes. I would say yes times two. Well, you're not going to get double the XP for it. Curses. I might. (laughs) (laughs) Um, did you save someone from certain death or worse? Oh, totally. Trevor. We also prevented untold amounts of unfiltered sea blast from entering the water supply. And the ricocheting of reckless bullets by those uh, intruders, quote unquote. Yes, the scientists from the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Uh, Max Silver has a damn chalice. How is that not number one on the board? <laughs> Oh, we did We did learn that there is a chalice, potentially the Holy Grail, but uh, definitely a chalice of power. Uh, uh, we also learned that Soda Lacrims know the Fujinwaza. Yeah, right. Which is terrifying. We also discovered that Blue Harbors has their fingers in a lot of proverbial pies. And that they were either already were or had begun to directly pollute the water supply with their poison. You also learned the candy supply business is very cutthroat. <laughs> and apparently employs multiple shark men, question mark? <laughs> well, they're equal opportunity. Fair enough. Last question. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? We learned that Trevor Ebbs had some kind of Power Rangers style power up. Had some divine question mark intervention? We did learn for a certainty that my flaming broadsword will not go out under three feet of, or six feet of water. Oh god, I hope it didn't drown in three feet of water. <laughs> that, let's not rule it out. Well, so I guess that's yes to all four questions. Hey. Everybody mark two additional experience. Hooray, mm. I love a love. Me too. Now are you yeah. retiring? <laughs> wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> Shoot, man. I mean, especially after that, there's a lot of very, very, very on the on the bad side of health going along. Nope, I'm just going to buy a new foot. I won't ask where you bought it from. Okay. That's probably for the best. Ha! <laughs> 3D print one. <laughs> Did the keeper just leave to go 3D printed foot? 
No, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So what new moves are we taking? Uh, Well, go ahead, Matt. I'll let you go first. Okay, well, after enduring um, what I'm going to call the parkour run of death, I'm just taking a plus one to tough to max out at a plus three. Because I feel got like some serious bruisers here. I feel like that last series of encounters uh, upped my stamina. Well, because I picked up a new class last session and I'm the chosen, I get to pick a chosen move during this level up, and I'm going to take invincible. I always count as having two armor. This doesn't stack with other protection, but it does work with my resilience, where I suffer minus one harm less for the purpose of keepers' harm moves. So, quit striking me down. <laughs> well, you're a little bit beefier than before. Or is he a little less beefy, about 5 to 10 pounds, depending on how heavy his foot was? That's a really heavy foot. I don't know how the heavy feet are. And Gav, did you level? Oh, I leveled already. Oh, that's right. During the underwater debacle. Yeah, let's call it that. And he unfortunately didn't risk death the same way that Trevor did, so he didn't gain an additional 3 XP after already leveling. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Ugh. It's okay, though, because luck is in the air. We we dropped as much of it on that mission as we could. Is it? Quick, someone get me a can and a lid. Ugh. Try to catch some. Ugh. Hey there, folks. Once again, we're at the midpoint of the episode, and we'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to us. And we'd also like to remind you that the Expeditions of the Extra Normal are available on all your favorite podcasting services. That includes iTunes and Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. And also as a reminder, the Umbral Theater is proud to present our second show, Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. It'll be using the Monster Heart system, and it'll follow a class of students as they struggle, make terrible decisions, and deal with their own monstrous secrets. You can find the first three episodes of Weirdwood Preparatory Academy coming on Wednesday, October 21st, just in time for everyone's favorite holiday. Stay healthy and stay safe. And now, back to the show. So, it's been about a week. Trevor Ebbs, you are feeling fine, uh, mostly. You still... Are having trouble moving about. Well, yeah, man. Hoppin's weird. The four of you have gathered at the mansion, and you're sitting on a sun porch. Sitting on the glass table in the middle of the room is the chalice you found. I know, gentlemen, that we have been debating this topic during our time of recovery, but it seems to me at some point we are gonna have to see what happens when someone drinks from that cup. Or perhaps we could call upon one far more knowledgeable... Knowledgeable in the workings of... And experienced with the intricacies of these... uh, I, I, I suppose magical crockery. Um, if this is what I have sought for years, the... The Holy Grail itself. I know of one person who could know for sure if it was. The Lady Titania. Uh, yeah, I just pour my drink into it and take a swig. 
If you would like to stop him, you may roll to do so. Yeah. I'll roll to act under pressure. Let's see. A uh, four and a three is a seven. Well, with my cool of plus one now, it's an eight. So you are able to grab onto the chalice also, but you're both holding it and you're just preventing him from putting it to his lips. Hey, man, if it's the chalice, it's going to do good things. And if it's not the chalice, then it's a cup. Ebs, what was that you were drinking? Water. Okay, then I guess I have no major objections. No, it's fine. It's a clear liquid. You know, it could be anything. It's secretly vodka. This was about to be... Uh, this was about to be drunk by our nemesis, Max Silver. He could have done anything to modify or, or tamper with the sanctity of the Holy Grail. Yeah, but we I've must... polished it since then. It's clean now. Uh, but we must be absolutely sure. If this is something terrible, it could do awful things to you. Have you never... Uh, have you never consumed something from a, another container and found yourself worse for wear? Shark. I mean, I drank from a container one time and ended up in Mexico. So, like, you know, it's clean and good and yummy. And I do a limbo as I walk forward and tip the cup because he's just holding it there. <laughs> and I drink out of it. I take one hand to... Put my hand in front of his mouth and splat and slap the water or liquid away from his mouth before he can drink it. If this chalice is itself not the Holy Grail, not cursed in any way, we will know after the good Lady Titania deems it so. After which, I would leave it to you and you may do whatever you wish with it. But if such is not the case, and it is the Holy Grail, or it is in some way, shape, or form cursed and maligned to do us ill... I cannot, in good conscience, allow you to drink from it. Wait a minute, bro. Why wouldn't you let me, in good conscience, drink from it if it were the Holy Grail? Got you back into a corner. Because the Holy Grail was the quest of the Knights of the Round Table. Should you wish to swear the oath and join us at the table, wherever it may have gotten around to in this time period, I, I would surely... Allow you aboard and introduce you to the good sir, King Arthur, who I am sure is, would be welcome to meet you and uh, give you as fair a, a reading as any other knight of the round table would. Sure. Yes, thank you, and I will throw in a good word for you as well, in good time. But, sure. you're welcome. I have a round table in the basement and a sword hanging on the wall. So, I'm going to go become a knight of the round right now. Bye, and I cartwheel away. Just holding the chalice in my hands <laughs> as tightly as possible. You get halfway through your cartwheel and then collapse to the ground. Trevor, I keep trying to tell you those are a lot harder to do with only one foot. That's very true. That's very true. I have to remember that now. However, and I do a one-hand kickflip away. Bye. You're supposed to be using those... Uh, crutches were they the, the walking sticks that go between the armpits yeah he is moving slowly enough where any of you could easily overtake him perhaps we could then make uh, a good journey of it a, a quest to find the good lady titania again in her domain and beseech upon her her aid to determine if this is indeed the holiest of grails that we have found it and that my quest is at least is at last complete or if it is not and any other steps that may be needed. And perhaps at the same time, in 
well, frankly, in lack of another authoritative figure other than myself as a standing member of the Knights ourselves, perhaps initiate young Trevor. At this point, you hear what sounds to be a 180-pound sack of potatoes fall down the stairs. As well as provide any administrations needed to young Trevor along the way. And I hurry down the stairs. I follow suit while also motioning for Og, because he doesn't always pick up on our social cues that it's time to go somewhere. Uh, he, he gets up and follows along his tail wagging. And yes, there, down at the bottom of the stairs, is Trevor. Yeah, man. Stairs are hard. I'm going to have to get one of those cool little chairs that can push a button and glide up and down. And they stop when they hit toys. Because I have lots of toys. So, like, you know, it's important. But anyway, this is my room where I keep my round table. I had it shipped over from Britain. They told me it was made out of a tree. And all the rings go from the outside to the inside. It's an eight-foot table. It is a very nice table, Ebbs, and I understand that you enjoy it, but certainly this is not the fabled round table of King Arthur. Something I I'm... inspect the table thoroughly to ascertain the truth of this claim. Roll to investigate a mystery. Let's see, a five and a two is uh, seven, plus my sharp of one makes it eight. You may ask one question off the list. Well, I suppose, what happened here? Well, the legs holding up the table are definitely made in a style you have never seen before. A much more modern setup than anything else you've seen. But the top of the table indeed does look strikingly similar to the round table. Hmm, well, it, it it does, and at the same time does not bear striking familiarity with the table of roundness of which I am most familiar. Well, of course not, man. It's really old now. It was really young back then. This surface is very familiar to me. I circle around it more and eventually stop in one place. Yes, yes, this, this was my seat. This is where I, at the table, would be sitting, and... King Arthur there, and the good Sir Lancelot there, and yes, I just kind of, my eyes are just like glancing over, kind of just lost in a minute, lost in time for a second. So I'm going to use my move contrary and drink from the chalice. Well, <laughs> seeing as the good Sir Knight is sufficiently distracted. Sufficiently distracted, unless somebody else steps in and stops you. I will stop him. Come on! So elaborate! <laughs> I thought we told you to leave this alone until we talked to the Lady Titania. I will 100% be on board with you drinking water from this chalice after we have it looked at. We must, at this point... Follow the order of operations. Wait, now, like, what is the order of operations? We go and speak to our friends from the convention. They, who are affiliated with Lady Titania, get in touch with her and arrange a parlay, potentially here at the chalet, but if she is uncomfortable with that, somewhere on neutral ground. Uh, we have her examine the cup, and then, after... She leaves. 
and I can't stress this enough, and I, I know, I know you're going to make me say it seven or eight more times. You get to drink after she leaves in case she takes objection to you drinking from it. Okay. I take issue with three small things. One, the Lady Titania could totes take the chalice and then I wouldn't get to drink. And that would be sad. Issue number two, we're going to need to find Titania, who wasn't supposed to be here if there wasn't a convention. Because, you know, she's from far away. And, like, a convention would totally bring her here. And, you know, issue number three, I guess, is the druids were at my campsite on the beach at Ground Zero, where all the leather-clad beach biker gangs are hanging out. So, like, I could just sit from it now, and a good thing or a bad thing will happen. Or, gonna take forever to find Titania. Correct. Yeah, man. Ebs, this is non-negotiable. Hmm. But, on the bright side, perhaps while we are making our way into the city... We can stop and see our blacksmith friend and see if she can't outfit you with something more useful than a stump. Well, I do like walking. And recently you've grown a penchant for cartwheels, which I don't really understand, but... And then I handstand walk away. You get to the stairs. A great sadness fills your heart. It is a great sadness. And I handstand to the elevator. So, heading to the... Garden of the secondary mansion of Trevor's and speaking into the whatever seems to be growing there. Certainly. You head to the to the garden out behind Trevor Ebbs' house. Yes, behind his house is a small patch of orchids of the genus Oberonia and the species Oberonia titania. You feel like those may be a good way to reach her. Well, that plant does seem somewhat familiar. I shall try post-haste here. <clears throat> I approach the flower and preemptively take a knee. Good lady Titania, may my words reach your ears. I, Sir Osmond of the Flow, Knight of the Round Table, and Seeker of the Grail, may have, perhaps, found the very grail of which my order has been seeking. For so, so long. However, the privilege of seeing such an almighty chalice is not something that my simple eyes have seen before. I would not know if I had found the chalice or not without knowing firsthand, and I know that you, the good Lady Titania, to herself, that you would know if you had seen it. I beseech of thee to come here and bear witness to it yourself. And divine, if the quest is complete. As you blink, she is there in front of you. It is not as though she just suddenly appears. It is, as you finish your sentence, you realize she has been listening the whole time. My lady. And I turn my head down, though I'm smiling at the same time. You have found the grail, I hear. Bring me to it, and I will tell you of the truth. Of what you have found. I stand, bow, and lead the way back inside towards 
where the grail should be. She stops at the door. By all means, Lady Titania, I do invite you in. This does not belong to you. The old ways demand the old customs. Ah, of course. I shall seek the master of the house to invite you in. And I go to fetch Trevor. Oh, hey, Lady T, what's up? You're less than when I met you last. Yeah, it's weird getting used to, but, you know, I guess it happens. How you doing? Come on in. She nods her head almost imperceptibly and steps into the room. Cool. Her eyes immediately are drawn to the chalice. Is that it? Yeah, man. That's what everybody keeps telling me I'm not allowed to drink from, because, you know, supposedly it might be cool, but I think it's just a cup. May I have the cup? I pick it up and offer it to her. She takes it from your hands. Well, I do not believe this is the original grail. The signs are subtle. The material is off. This appears to be some sort of plastic. You can see lines in the in in the sides. As though it was not made of one solid piece. Also, there is a stamp at the bottom that says Made by the Blue Harbors Corporation. I will tell you that other than that, it is a near-perfect replica. Whoever made this, I am certain, has the original. This copy is close enough that I can even feel the power thrumming through it. I do not believe it will last. Perhaps one use to it most, but it can undo any sort of physical damage done to the body. Or, if your body is already well, increase your power far beyond... A boon to be saved for the appropriate moment, then, of course. But to have created such a thing in the first place, to take the very grail itself and make a copy. If you find the one who created this, you will find the original. I am certain of it. And I will have many questions for whomsoever has sullied the grail in such a way. Let me give this back to you. And she hands you. The chalice. I hold on to it, nodding. Should you find the original, please, you may contact me as you have already done today. Of course, my lady. And with a flash of sunlight, she bursts into flower petals, which are carried out the door on the wind. Well, Trevor, you have your verdict. It's not the Holy Grail. However, it did sound distinctly like if you were to drink from it, it might help you with your foot. Shark! I'm more than willing to allow you to drink from it now. And then I will pour some water into the grail and hand it to Ebbs. Well, I think, I think Og asked if he could have a drink, so he can, he can take a swig before me if he'd like. It's your choice, Trevor. Just know that the Lady Titania said it was uh, of limited use. But Og is one of us, and... If he desires to have a drink first, then I hand the grail to, or the the imitation grail to Og. He looks at it confused. I give him drinking hand motion <laughs> cues, like, you know, hmm. Okay, uh, he tips it backwards and drinks it. As he does, his body begins rejecting the cybernetic bits implanted into him. Mm. And flesh begins growing anew from gaping holes in his body, many of which were caused by this group. He appears to be in utter agony for several minutes as 
pieces of him are literally forced out and replaced by growing flesh. But at the end, he sits up and there's a little bit more in his eyes than you saw before. He has a level of understanding that wasn't there before as he looks around the room. And the voice modulator that he wears around his throat begins to crackle to life. Ha, 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 hello. 